I'm from New York, so I've never experienced trailer life before. But the moment I stepped yeah. into it, I was like, this is fucking amazing. Why doesn't everyone just live in here? I was like, this is like a New York studio. Uh-huh. We need anything else. Hello, welcome to Overshare, a show where I interview creatives I admire about the struggles of being a creative professional. I'm your host, Justin Genak, and I'm also the co-founder and CEO of Working Not Working. Now, if you've been listening for the past couple of weeks, you know I've been recording these videos from home in my uh, pillow fort in the closet, and today is the first nice day in New York City in a while, and it hasn't been, you know, it's not raining today, uh, so I decided to come outside on my patio and get some fresh air, so it's not going to be the most perfect recording. You might hear some birds chirping or trucks driving by or my neighbors on conference calls, uh, and I'm sure they probably can hear me doing this right now, but whatever, we need the fresh air, so uh, taking a little break and going outside to do this. Now, uh, how are you doing? I hope you're doing okay. hope you're taking care of yourself and... Uh, you know, getting some fresh air and, and getting some exercise and connecting with people. I've been hearing from everyone that they've talked to their friends more in the past two weeks than they have in, in a year. So, you know, there is some some positive coming out of this. And if, you, if you're looking for more connection, Working Not Working has been doing virtual hangouts pretty much every day for the past two weeks. Uh, we've been doing yoga and breath work. And yesterday we even did doodling with John Bergman. Uh, so if you uh, listen to John's interview in season two of Overshare, you'll know he's quite a character. Uh, and we, we had a blast. So if you'd like to get in on that, uh, sign up as a creative at workingnotworking.com. Uh, you can get in on the events, connect with uh, you know, 30, 40, 50 other smiling faces and just uh, kind of distract yourself from everything that's going on. And it's been uh, it's been refreshing and, and, and very much needed. So uh, join us at workingnotworking.com or follow us on Instagram at WNotW. Um, also, please subscribe, rate, and review Overshare. It's the way other people can discover us. Uh, one additional way people can discover us is if you send them the episode directly. So after listening to this, if you uh, know someone that will benefit from the, the tips that Sophia has, uh, please share this with them. I'm sure they'll really appreciate it. You can also follow us uh, Overshare on Instagram and Twitter at Overshare Talks. Now let's get into this episode. Now this is the first virtual interview we've done. Uh, all the episodes and interviews up until this point for the past couple seasons have been either in the studio or uh, in front of a live audience. So this was a, a bit different. Uh, it's a different uh, challenge, and I was a little worried about getting the audio to record, but it all it all worked out fine. We've got the episode for you to listen to. Um, that would be pretty much a letdown if I did this whole intro and then it didn't actually record. So, uh, spoiler alert, it worked. Uh, <laughs> you, we've got a great a great conversation for you to listen to. I'm excited to have on illustrator, designer, artist, and entrepreneur, Sophia Chang. Sophia is a native of Queens, New York, uh, but now has been living in LA for the past five years. And she spent the last decade building a career and making a name for herself in the art, design, and streetwear community around the world. She's collaborated with clients like Nike, Refinery29, Adidas, Apple, Foot Locker, HBO, and the NBA. And she's even designed her own collection with Puma. Uh, that's pretty baller. Uh, now, while she dubs herself a skill hoarder, uh, Sophia is selfless in sharing what she's learned with her community. Uh, she currently has three Skillshare classes on how to build your digital presence and ways to streamline your workflow as a small business. They're super helpful. Definitely recommend checking them out. And I put links to them in the show notes for you. Uh, and I love in Sophia's bio that she says... Uh, you know, Sophia is a creative engine that lives to propel her friends and clients to greatness. Uh, and, I, and I think people who are focused on propelling their friends to greatness is, is such a great quality. Uh, and when you can come across those people 
there's a lot to be learned from that and that selflessness and, and the, the joy and determination to help others succeed, um, especially when you found success yourself. Uh, not a lot of people do that or not enough people do that. And so it's really, always really refreshing to connect with, with folks who do. On top of the art and design and illustration, uh, Sophia does. She's also co-founded a health and wellness platform called Undo Ordinary, uh, along with co-founded creative agency Undo Lab and their magazine Undo, where the new uh, issue that's coming out is going to be about survival, uh, which is couldn't be more appropriate for right now. We talk a little bit about that in the episode. And she's also working on a startup to streamline the currently ignored shopping experience of women's sneakers. In this episode, you will learn to assess and repurpose your skills in new ways for people who may need them. And you'll learn ways to be proactive when work starts getting slow. Now, clearly, Sophia is busy building an empire, so I'm grateful she was able to take the time to chat with me from home, and this is definitely an authentic work-from-home and social quarantine times uh, interview. Her husband, Ryan, even makes a cameo doing the dishes in the background. So uh, there's a lot to be learned in this episode from Sophia, and I really hope you enjoy the conversation as much as I did. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. I'm excited excited to have you. It's a weird time right now. Um, I know. I... uh, We've been doing these all, all of our episodes up to this point have been either live recordings or in the studio. And so it's, uh, it's our first time trying the video, uh, video interview, but I'm excited about it. And we're going to start off with just something totally random, just to like kind of break the ice. Uh, we do five random questions from a random receptacle. And so this right now, um, our receptacle is this Budweiser knitted hat, because I know you did a project recently with Budweiser. So I figure I go on theme. Um, and so I'm going to, you, you just tell me when to stop. I'll pull one out and then I'll ask you a random question. Sure. Okay. So there's one. All right. So question number two. All right. So what is your guilty pleasure? Um, I used to watch Love and Hip Hop. Okay. I've never seen it, but I've heard it anymore. <laughs> Wait, so you're, you're, you're stuck at home and you don't have something that you're, you're binging right now? No, well, I yeah no. I mean, I wouldn't consider them guilty pleasures, but I like to watch really what some people might think are boring shows. Like I watch like Mike <laughs> and Molly, King of Queens. I watch Big Bang Theory a lot. I watch Superstore. I wouldn't say they're guilty pleasures. They're just yeah. maybe not like the most interesting show all the time. Yeah, it's it's not the trendiest show yeah, that everyone's talking about. But I like it. So, you like it. So is uh, King of Queens, do you watch it because it reminds you of home? or? Yeah, it reminds me of home. And it's actually pretty funny. I like the character, the female character, Carrie. She's very sassy. And <laughs> yeah, it's just funny. Okay. I'm going to pick out another random one here. All right. Number eight. Let's see what that is. Uh, what gives you indigestion? You're the first person getting this question. I'm um, sorry, they're very random over here. Indigestion. If honestly, when I travel, I, I try to eat as much like greens as possible and like green juice. You know, I try to be very conscious and like eat healthy. But sometimes when I travel, um, I'm trying to think of where I go. If you know, if I'm not able to have like a good fix of vegetables, it gets a little uh-huh. bit rough. Like literally, okay. it's big, a lot of struggle. Yeah. All right. So got to got to keep your greens handy. Yeah. I've been I've been on the uh, my girlfriend's obsessed with celery juice now. Have you gotten on I that just, kick? I literally just chugged a cup of it before we got uh, on this video chat. It's good for you. Uh, Hydration. That's what they say. Digestion. 
Uh-huh. It's a bit of a fad, right? But I mean, I'm sure drinking any sort of like large amount of green juice is good for you. Yeah, and, and there's no scientific proof behind it. And the, she oh, sent me the video from the guy medical, who's like medical medium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. And like, a, it sounded like it sounded like a recruitment video for Scientology. Uh, yeah, there is a, a lot of them are very cultish, um, probably yeah. powered by the celery farmers of America. Who knows? They've got it. They've got a, a a good strategy so far. Yeah. So yeah, I've been I've been drinking like at least a glass or two of that a day. So, um, all right. Next Great. question. Uh, pick a random one out of here. Uh, this one is: What is the last photo in your camera roll? If you wouldn't mind showing um, me. Uh, let's see. This is uh, inspired by Ivan Cash, who was a previous guest last who did a whole Oh, it's a screenshot. Okay. They're just a bunch of screenshots, but I'll tell you what the screenshots were. Um, okay. My friend, she has uh, a swimwear brand, but she wanted to do some community-driven, like everyone gives her little tidbits of whether it's a recipe or a class you can take or something you can do during your time off. And then I have a health and wellness platform called Undo Ordinary, which Rich too yeah. was on, and where we do... We've been doing monthly talks ever since the election, ever since the boom of everyone sharing how they feel on Facebook and Instagram. And so we wanted to move everything, all of these conversations off of a digital space into a physical space. So we've been hosting um, a talk every single month, a community talk. And because of coronavirus, we've been moving them online on Zoom. So I did a screenshot of it so that I can promote it on my Insta stories. And the photo before that, was a meme that Putin released 500 lions in the streets of Russia to ensure that people stay indoors during this pandemic break. Which actually is not a, a terrible not idea. It's not then, real, but, but, but it's not a terrible idea because in, in Brooklyn, we need that right now. Yeah. No, LA is the same way. Um, people are, are at the beach playing volleyball, running, yeah. cycling, uh, frisbee. Like, yeah. You know. So. I know we're not supposed to date a podcast, but everybody knows the coronavirus is going on right now. We're probably going to talk about that a little bit. So uh, I'm, we got to we got to talk about what we're dealing with. So yeah, everyone's out in Brooklyn playing basketball and being dumb. It's like, oh, come on, guys. Okay. Well, it was seventy degrees on Friday when it's been freezing every well, day. So yeah, everyone got a little excited yeah. and spread coronavirus to thousands of people. <laughs> um, so uh, all right. So next question. Let's see. This one I pulled out. Uh, what's your karaoke song? Um, well, I'm very much an extrovert, so I feel like it's my responsibility a lot of times when we start karaoke to start putting in a couple of songs that, you know, everyone will kind of sing. I'm the same so way. So I'll do, um, I start off putting in some songs that I know the rest of the room will sing because everyone knows the, the, the words. I was mm-hmm. always shy to put in the first song, so I'll do like the Cranberries it's a song that's like a zombie. Say that. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's that one. Um, but my personal songs that I like to sing is like I'll do a lot of Whitney Houston, mm-hmm. um, My Sherry Moore by uh, Stevie Wonder, uh, and then I'll get into ballads later on. Oh wow! Um, I like Bee Gees. Like oh my god! Bee Gees. Some shot. I like but- I like I like butchering the Bee Gees. Um, but if I need to entertain, however, if, you know, uh-huh. I'm, I'm dealing with a rough crowd, I'll sing a little bit of uh, Missy Elliott, Missy Elliott, uh, Work It. Oh, so, yeah, that's You know, good. people are always entertained to see, you know, tiny Asian girl sing that. 
Um, just just yeah. breaking out some hip hop. Yeah. yeah. But my go to by Dustin's oh, Child always gets the I've, crowd going. Uh, I've been uh, my my song for the longest time has been the Humpty Dance by Digital Underground, oh. which is definitely a generational divide. Like I feel like people under thirty have no idea what that song is, and people over thirty love it or oh. absolutely hate it. But uh, that's my go to. Or Usher, uh, you make me wanna. Yeah, that's great. Or any Billy Joel. So yeah. Uh, all right, last question. Here we go. Our last warm up question. Uh, do you have an alter ego? No. <laughs> No. I'm 100% me from day one till now. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to be anyone else aside from me. I'd be a terrible actor. I've had people yeah. try to be like, well, just pretend to. I'm like, no, I, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I've, got one, I've got one me and that's it. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's all, that's that's all the cards I got, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, now, as an, as an extrovert, how are you handling this? Uh, what, what are you guys calling it there? Shelter in place? Yeah, it's funny because my husband is an introvert and he's having the fucking time of his life because <laughs> he doesn't have to come up with excuses for right. social situations. Mm-hmm. Um, I love social situations. I want to talk to everyone in the room. I can spark a conversation with a complete stranger all the time. So, I mean, and, and I've been I've been in L.A. for the past five years, so it's been very difficult for me because majority of my friends and access to other human beings are like more accessible in uh, New York than L.A. For sure. For sure. So I've kind of adapted a bit. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's obviously given a lot of people more time to call their friends. Now their friends have to pick up the phone call because, you know, there's nothing else they're really doing. There's no uh, excuses. So that's been nice. Yeah. Uh, and have you guys, uh, you guys been binging on anything? Are you doing anything together? Uh, have you started no. any new traditions? We've done a bit of isolation, which is nice. He's, <laughs> I think he's having more fun than I am. I mean, uh-huh. in the first few days, he had like AirPods in the whole time at home. I was like, what do you do? Like, I was like, can we make a rule where like maybe you can't have the volume too loud so that you can still hear me? And he's like, but that's the whole point. And I was like, excuse you. <laughs> Wait, what, what What does he do? Does, and he, does he normally work from home? Uh, he doesn't normally work from home. He usually goes into an office. He he owns a, a menswear, a streetwear brand called 40s and okay. 40s. So he's usually um, in a workplace, but he usually does have earphones on. So that's his defense. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, he's. we've been just, I have my own office, a home office. So yeah. I kind of just stay in here for majority of the time. But so it's like, it's, it's not too bad. We're, we both had to like keep our own spaces so you can still get yeah. this done. Yeah, and it's nice having a studio to be able yeah. to, uh, to work out. We're very lucky. Of. I, I, my heart goes out to all the New Yorkers that are, you know, in shared spaces um, and you know, lack of sunlight and all that stuff. Can't I can't even go into that wormhole. So it's, it's a dark. Place. No, I, I, I feel so disorder there. <laughs> I feel I feel so fortunate. I have a, a little back backyard space here, and then I was went out to run for groceries the other day. Saw so many people on the fire escapes, which you don't really see as much in right. New York these days. And so that was kind of nice just seeing people out and waving to each Everyone was waving, uh, which is kind of nice. Even like when I go out in my space, there's people in their balcony, everyone's waving to each other. Uh, it's really, it's kind of sweet. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, you really see the, the, the entire world. Business Week did a really great post um, about all the different places around the world, all the different ways they're social distancing, whether it's on the subway, you know, grocery store line, um, and yeah, the entire international community is doing the same exact thing as us all at the same time. So 
uh, like how are you how have you been adapting or do you still have work going on is stuff dried up like what's what's going going on for you um for me personally i'm super fortunate uh that the start of the year was complete chaos for me like i saw you had a lot going on yeah like when it rains it pours you know when you're a freelancer um but it was like thunderstorming, hurricaning, uh, typhooning <laughs> all at the same time, yeah. uh, which was very exhausting, overwhelming for me. And, you know, given this uh, time that we're in, you know, when it's, when you're a female during Women's History Month, everything is due in March. March 8th is the deadline for everything. If you're, uh-huh. you know, a black person, every all this works all, the, all of a sudden comes in in March. When you're Asian, things come in in May. And it's just, uh-huh. it's very strange the times that we live in. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of projects, um, thankfully, were kind of right at the cuff of being finished, being released, being, being brought to the public. Um right before we all, Corona really hit us. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I have a few projects that are postponed. I'm waiting on a couple checks. Um, So thankfully, there's some pretty big checks that are still coming in, which will keep me afloat for at least like, you know, until like May, June. Um, Mm -hmm. And I I understand that's a huge, you know, position of privilege because I've been freelancing for 10 plus years. And I know what it's like to literally live check by check counting coins for the subway. So um, it's great to be in that position. I try to make sure, you know, with all the GoFundMes that are going around right now um, from some of my favorite restaurants, especially in New York, I make sure that like I'm trying to like give. Yeah, (laughs) Um, absolutely. I'm trying to stay active and and take yoga classes at home, making sure that I'm putting my best dollar forward um, to kind of share that. And I'm getting a little, little jobs here and there. Um, the biggest thing that I'm trying to push for right now, um, I'm always just looking to be proactive. Um, and I've done a lot of teaching in the past five, six years. So I've taught on Skillshare. I've, I've um, done a lot of workshops and my main passion is really just empowering the small business space. So a lot of people who may have more of a creative mind or specific skills, say a florist or something like that. Like maybe you don't know social media strategy or brand strategy or marketing strategy as well. Um, Or even like business housekeeping, right? Marie Kondoing your entire your entire business structure. What kind of apps are you using to get organized? There's an endless pile of things you need to do from wearing a accounting hat to filing for your taxes to just running your business and all this stuff. Um, and so through the past like 10 years of working for myself, I've, I've figured a few things out. Um, yeah. And so really just creating programs for people um, to connect those dots and just make life a little bit easier so they can do what they do best. Yeah, exactly. um, so it's for me, because I already have that content and I've, I'm actively working in that space, it's repurposing it and reshaping it so that it fits this context, this context of uh, survivalism and quarantine and what to do with all yeah. this time. Um, and I know a lot of small business creatives, small business owners, restaurant owners that are in complete panic, brand owners who were thriving and now are just at a complete standstill. Um, you know, friends that are DJs that probably won't get a, a, a proper check until December uh, and and yeah. what do they do until then? And so instead of constantly sitting around looking at the problem, you know, trying to create these solutions and these, um, you know, just to continue to share resources with people. Uh, yeah. And and hope and and then hopefully in a few months I'll like, you know, my might lose my apartment, 
That's totally for sure. Um, I need to completely move and haul our home and move in with my in-laws, which is totally mm-hmm. fine. They're great people. Um, so yeah, I'm very aware. I think we're all aware of like what's at stake and making sure that we're, um, you know, being available and extending the arm to to those around us as much as we can if we are in a position of having a little bit more finances, financial support. Yeah, and to be able to be a helper. Yeah. Well, and I think that's a there's a lot of knowledge, and I know from your three scale share classes and all the stuff that you put out there, it's like there's just a lot people can tap into to help them get through this. And I think yeah, last week was shell shock time, and then now it seems like you know there is a lot of mourning and readjusting, but now it seems like all right now now what am I going to do with this time and what what does this this pause free me up to do? Right. Um, because it seems like you know this happens every you know uh, you know I started working right after September 11th and I went through the financial crisis and that. The good thing is this stuff is temporary, uh, and and I remember after the financial crisis, I was freelancing, and it was the best time for freelancing uh, <laughs> because like after everything went down, they you know then their staffs out, and then they had nobody to do the work, and so the freelancers that I knew we were all slammed right. because there was just so much work going around, and so it's like if you're able to wait this out, then you know there there is definitely hope on the other side of it. Right. It's it's whether or not how prepared some people are. I mean, most of mm-hmm. us, if, if we're lucky as a freelancer, we have a savings account, which is oh, yeah. only going to last yeah. us how, how long, right? Yeah. Um, but I mean, there's there's different ways to look at it. You can see it as a natural filtration system as well, right? There's a level of the survival of the fittest if you're talking about people's immune systems and health. Um, mm-hmm. And also survival of the fittest of how well you can adapt and pivot in this climate, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. this is nothing like any of us have ever seen. Um, I graduated yeah. college um, right around the recession. So yeah. definitely saw what that was like. Um, but at the same time, I was lucky enough to be slightly sheltered because I was a newly grad and it was a little bit different. I didn't have like dependents and yeah. as serious bills as like an adult would have now. So, right. Yeah. Well, I think it was also like no... Like this is gonna be a hard time for everybody, and there's no shame in that. Um, mm-hmm. And so, like, yeah, if people have to move back in with their parents or get roommates, like, everyone understands it, and it's like, okay, you just gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. Um, and so, I think that's that, that people should know that it's a bit of a relief. It's just like, hey, you're just you're adapting and you're making things happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, like, how how what other responses have you seen from your community? Because I know you have a you know pretty active community from uh, Undo and and you know, just the streetwear world and everything you've been doing. Like, yeah, uh, how are people adapting? I think the first first week, right, last week, everyone was in this, you're talking about a lot of creative people. So they're yeah. in this state of like, how can we help? How can we help? Oh, we need to create something. I need, to, I need to create this and I need to create that. And I was like, okay, well, hold on. Are you already creating something that already exists? Are you creating it because you want to create it right now because there's a need for it right now? Or are you trying to build something for longevity? Are you doing mm-hmm. this just for fun because you need it for the next 30 days? Or are you trying to create this so that you can build it into something bigger, right? And mm-hmm. and, and both are okay. Yeah, yeah, and both are okay. And um, uh, so there was a lot of that, a lot of how can I help? How, what can I create? Because there's a lot of creators um, a lot of resources being shared. So uh, our monthly talk, we call it, we call it "Come Talk to We," kind of a playoff of Jodeci. Um, <laughs> we hosted our, Great our, song. our Google Hangout, 
Also great karaoke song. Great karaoke um, song, We hosted yeah. our Google Hangout um, last, it was our, supposed to be our monthly once a month, but there was such a demand that we're doing it again this Wednesday. You guys are both welcome to join. If you want, I can just send the, um, yeah, that'd be great. the Google Hangout with you. But honestly, it's just our community from around the world. Everyone's going through it. It was an opportunity. It's, it's we're basically holding space for people to talk about all the things that we're scrolling through on Instagram. Whether you're sharing resources, you're sharing tips, how are you coping with this? I did this, I'm trying to figure this out. We had people who worked full time, have never worked from home and don't know what to do with all this schedule. We've dealt with people who always work from home and you know, might be trying to figuring this out and that out. And so um, obviously imagine like kind of a community Slack channel, but it was like a live version of it. And I know everyone's doing these like Zoom, Netflix, chill, what is it? The super party, night party, something, yeah. house party or something? Yeah, house party. I downloaded the app. I haven't um, really used it yet, but I yeah. can't keep up with this shit. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, that was like, that was like kind of the the one, kind of the, the one talk series that has been really helpful. People who are all different types of creatives, writers, DJs, um, prominent brand owners. Um, it's always been something that, it came from the talk series came from this rise of all these panels that everyone's been doing in the past few years. And it's like, just uh-huh. because you have a certain number of followers doesn't mean you should be on a panel or a podcast or anything or really have any sort of credibility in this professional space. Uh-huh. Um, and so we, and, and, you know, let alone just being on a panel and, and doing a talk and really wanting to connect with the audience as well. Like the audience is filled with intelligent people who, have uh, an opinion and resources to share. So we wanted to create this platform where it's like a community talk. Uh, And it feels, it looks like an AA meeting. Um, Mm -hmm. It feels like group therapy. And Mm -hmm. it's just, it's been great. You know, so many people are stuck at home and they just want to be able to connect with other human beings. And it's a room full of strangers. These aren't people, some some of them are friends. Um, Some of them are just people from the internet that wanted to join. And it's been great. So. Yeah, that's uh, if this goes on for a little while, how do you feel like it's going to shape creativity? Um, Man, I, I haven't even thought that far on that one. Um, obviously, everyone's been on the edge of their seat trying to figure out, like, when is this over? How long? How long? How long? Mm-hmm. Um, how it's going to shape? I mean, obviously, every, a lot of it is moving into digital space. I I think I'm going to be okay. I mean, at first I was like, shit, like majority of my, at least my illustration work, the the, the breadwinning projects um, yeah. are are more like activations, marketing, advertising dollars that are now getting pulled and stuff like that. But, you know, again, I'm just thinking about, okay, well, what do I have? Right? Let me look at the skill sets I do have because that's that's one thing that I'm always adamant about like being, preaching on yeah. is I'm yeah. a big skill hoarder. So I want to learn as many skills as I can and it's a classic teacher man how to fish and they'll eat for the rest of their lives. And that's... Yeah. That's kind of what I prepared myself for when the recession first it hit in 2008. And I'm just shifting gears and getting back into that mindset as well as an, okay, let's look at everything I've accomplished. Let's look at everything I am capable of. And what can I do to repackage and resell this to people who may need these services or may need um, this type of content and skill set? So I've been proactively doing that. Um, I've been trying to preach... I mean, um, P, sorry, pitch. Ugh. I've been trying to pitch um, <laughs> these concepts uh, of, of kind of the curriculum that I've been teaching to 
uh, different small business platforms like Square, Shopify, MasterCard to be like, hey, I know you guys have a bunch of small business owners that are struggling right now. I have all this data. I have all this information. How can I help? Um, In addition to uh, helping businesses transition because not a lot, most businesses aren't ready to operate off of a digital space. Some people are older and mm-hmm. they don't know how to do it. For example, my uh, friend's acupuncturist, unfortunately, had to close her practice, obviously. So yeah. I'm taking it upon myself to help her build a website, help her do a little bit of branding, help her figure out, okay, this is how Zoom and Google Hangouts works. You can actually continue to do your consulting with your clients and just send them herbs in the mail. And this mm-hmm. is how you can set up your business structure. Because that stuff is like super easy for me. And that's how my brain operates in, in like, even though I'm like creative, but I have like an ops brain as well. And it's, and for me, it's just like, look, if I can help you, you know, continue your business that you're skilled in, that you've been done for so many years, and it's just a simple solution instead of you just completely closing the doors and sitting around twiddling your fingers, like, what the fuck am I going to do next? Do I get a real Uh job? Like, like I'm more than happy to help. Um, And so with a lot of the projects that I'm pitching with these corporate companies, I'm also connected to creative communities. So what if... Right. What if we were able to create a scenario where I'm connecting with small business owners that need support, that maybe want to redo their logo branding, build out their social media structure, um, rebuild their website and, and create better digital content and newsletter? Guess what? I have a community of creative people who are dying for work right now. And so yeah, it's connecting absolutely. those dots and being able to utilize the connections that I have and my own skill sets to be able to hopefully provide more opportunities and resolve problems for everyone. Yeah, that's really, I think that's a skill set a lot of creative people have is just problem solving. And so I think like that example of your acupuncturist makes so much sense. And I think a lot of people, especially right now, there's so many businesses and that we care about and we don't want to see go away. And I think that's probably some really good advice for people to go, hey, if you have your coffee shop you love down the street or your neighborhood bar or whatever it is, reach out and say, hey, can can I help you, you know, kind of get things rolling for when this kicks back in again? And even for individual creatives, it's like, yeah, this is the time to figure out your strategy and reset things and, and figure it out. Right. Which I think it's a great way to approach it. Yep. Do you have any new skills that you're looking to acquire during this time off? Um, you know, or I, hoard? I I usually so with with the Skillshare stuff that I usually teach, um, usually a hire a videographer. I'm I'm big on outsourcing. I'm big on yeah outsourcing because I, I mean, call it karma if you want, or it's just this idea of supporting the people within your community. Like I have a copywriter that I work with on stuff. I have a videographer that I work with, with a lot of my Skillshare projects. Um, uh, I usually like film it with like a videographer. So I'm going to try to figure out how to film this stuff at home on my own and set up cameras. Like I know there's 13 year old kids that are doing this with like TikTok and shit. Like I don't, I don't fucking know. So I have to figure that out. Um, you know, definitely I have a ton of books that I buy off of Amazon that are just sitting around the apartment. So trying to dig through all of that, um, reading on, um, speaking presentation. Um, I'm reading on marketing. I'm reading on, um, you know, like Seth Godin stuff is really good. I'm reading on uh, uh, pitching as well. I uh, was working on a startup. We were in the process of fundraising right before Corona hit. Um, So just figuring out how to pivot uh, our marketing strategy right now. And yeah, I think, um, I think it, for me, I'm always just like, a crazy person running around with calls back to back and meetings and all this stuff. So it's nice to have some time for myself to focus on my business. I kind of think of it as like 
business housekeeping, you know, having some time to update your website, having some time to update your LinkedIn, have some yeah. time to do all the little things instead of yeah. just constantly being reactive to client projects. But it's a healthy balance right now, which is kind of a break I needed. And again, I know yeah. it's a huge position of privilege at this yeah. point in time. Check back in with me in July. I might be like uh-huh. sweating balls, like, oh my God, everything's gone. But you know what? It's very comforting to know I won't be the only one in that position. So yeah, um, I'm going gonna, gonna to take a quick break, uh, but then we'll be back with more from Sophia Chang. Today's episode of Overshare is brought to you by Working Not Working. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know, probably know what Working Not Working is. We're a curated community of the best creatives in the universe. Companies like Apple, Google, Facebook, Airbnb, Droga5, and Widen Kennedy use Working Not Working to staff freelance and full-time roles. Now, if you are an amazingly talented creative person or someone who hires amazingly talented creative people, now we're talking about like the best of the best in the industry. If you hire those type of people or you consider yourself one of those folks, join us at workingnotworking.com. We would love to have you. <coughs> Excuse me. All right, and we're back. You keep the cop. <laughs> <laughs> Keep the what? Keep the coffin. Um, so now this is a section uh, we like to call uh, "This might get uncomfortable." Um, so this is the oversharey section of the conversation. Um, so I've just got some questions here. Uh, what is one thing you've never shared in an interview before? Oh, I don't know. Um. Well, this is a childhood thing. nickname, sports. Yeah. No. Um, so I don't know. How, do you do you follow like the Myers Briggs test? I took it, and I don't really like. I, like I didn't a, fully like grasp thing. it. Yeah. 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 It's like a thing. And uh, it's funny because my husband just discovered his the other day. So mine is ENTJ, which if you look it up, it's a picture. I think that of, might be mine too. It's called the Commander, and, I think and so. it's a picture of a lady bossing people around. And I always oh, thought fun. it was so funny. Um, yeah. But his is INTJ. So we're actually the same, but the E and the I is extrovert versus introvert. Uh-huh. And then, and then you know, we were, I was thinking about it and we Googled some stuff. And then there's like compatibility for these two personalities. And all of his said ENTJ, meaning me, you mm-hmm. have to leave him alone, give him space, isolate they need time to recharge. They need time to be alone. And like me, being yeah. an extrovert me, I'm always just like, hey, 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 exactly. And it's like uh-huh. really overbearing for people. It's really funny. Uh-huh. Um, I'm, this, I'm the same way, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, uh, we just discovered that we're exactly the same, but also totally opposite in that sense. But we're both realists with everything that's been happening. Uh-huh. Like neither of us are panicking. We're both pretty grounded. We're both realists in the sense of like, got to do what we can, you know, which is great yeah. because it, it uh, with most people, um, you know, everyone's reacting a little bit differently. Some people are feeling yeah. emotionally drained, en- energy drained, mm-hmm. all this stuff. So. Well, it's, a, it's easy to get overwhelmed when it's just 24-7 of like number updates and panic, you know, in the streets, so. Uh, it, are you also into the love languages? Have you done that test yes. too? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love those tests. 
That's well, and it's like, it, that's been the most eye-opening thing I've done in the past five years. There's just, a good one called Gallups, G-A-L-L-U-P-S. That one's a right. strengths finder that a lot of corporate companies use to, you know, sometimes people are put in certain roles and teams that may not mm-hmm. champion their strengths or their weaknesses. So right. those, I mean, that one is great. You have to pay like 20 bucks for it, but it's so worth it. I love it. It's, oh, okay. it's a strengths finder. It's just like the love language yeah. one, but the strengths finder, um, I think within a team setting, when you're working with other people, it helps you realize, oh yeah, you know what, this is a strength of yours and how can I yeah. play into your strengths a little bit more, so. Oh, I'll have to do that and do that with the team. Uh, we'll put all of these links in the show notes too for people listening um, to be able to share in those. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, do you feel like you have something to prove? No. No? I think I've gotten past that point. At some point you did that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I mean, I think I think there's never a real ceiling. I think every season of your life is different, right? Every season of your career is a little bit different too. So there's different ceilings that we can create for ourselves, or or ceilings or goals that we want to reach. You know, as like a a child of immigrants, for example, my parents don't think you've really made it unless you've started giving them allowance. Not that they need allowance, but it's just more of a the fact that you can. That's a thing. I didn't know that was a thing. It's a thing. And so I was like, well, you're going to have to wait. (laughs) We're not there yet. Maybe one day. Yeah. But that's Um, like, then they'll know you've made it. Then they'll be, do you think they're proud of you now? Do they understand what you do? they know. Obviously there's language and cultural barriers, right? Asians, they always want you to be a doctor or lawyer. Mm -hmm. I grew up with a very uptight type of family as well. But now they know, but definitely it took a while as well. Yeah. Well, that's a hard thing, especially in the creative fields. Oh, yeah. They don't know how to explain it. And like, how do you say it in Chinese? Like, they don't they Uh don't even know how to explain to people what. Right. Yeah. Uh, Do you feel like your ambition ever gets in the way of your happiness? Um, no, I've, I've, you know, it's funny. I was, I've been talking to a couple friends that have been freaking out, uh, recently. Um, some people that are figuring out, should they move? Should they go somewhere else? Um, can you guys hear the stuff in the background? Okay. Yeah. Hold on a second. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> hey Ryan, I'm literally doing a podcast right now and they can hear, I'm, we're doing a podcast and they can hear all the dishes that you're making. <laughs> he's like, I'm just trying to clean up. <laughs> yeah, he cleans. He's the clean, he's like the person that cleans. If I'm like out of town for a week, I come home and it's like, a maid came by. Or that's great. No, that's, I mean, it awesome. works out pretty great. That, yeah, yeah, that's not bad at all. But it's also, he spends a lot of his time cleaning up after me because I'm just like a hot mess everywhere. It leaves like a trail. Like I always uh-huh. leave like a trail of, oh, she's home. We know she's home. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> what was the question? Uh, do you feel like your ambition gets in the way of your happiness? Oh yeah. No. So it's, yeah. So I was talking to some friends recently and, uh, uh, who are bit, they're feeling very like caught up with everything that's been happening. And like what I tell them is like, you just need to figure out your own balance and your own truth and your own focus and your own goals at this point in time. Thoughts yeah. that are your own because your environment yeah. is always going to change. Every time we open our phones, there's going to be something that's pulling us in a, a number of different directions, uh, mentally and emotionally, maybe spiritually. And you just have to stay grounded with yourself and your own truth. Um, 
And I think when you have that, then that can be your North Star. That can be that, that solid ground that you stand on. And uh, nothing else can phase you, really. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are so open and so not delicate, but just very sensitive to that type of stuff, whether it's other people's energies, right? People love saying mm-hmm. that. Other people's energies. Or, That's so or LA. Circumstantial, right? Circumstantial situations. If you continue to stay grounded in yourself and um, have the ability to pivot and stuff like that, then you'll be fine. Like in whatever situation, you'll be fine. Yeah, I think that flexibility is really important because when you're immovable, a lot of times that's based on expectations too of where you should be or what you should be doing. And then it's like very easily getting disappointed. Right. And comparing yourself to others. So I think it's like if you have a North Star that isn't necessarily achievement, but something else, then you're able to kind of find your way to it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great way to look at it. Yeah. Um, what's been the, the toughest point in your career so far? Um. You know, I mean, obviously in the beginning, it's like, you don't have any money. So that's, that was really, really tough. Um, <laughs> and, and here's the thing that people, f- f- like, don't realize. Like, all freelancers go through these waves, like, every year. It's like every year, it's like tax season, but also, like, another point, I feel like. And it's not always the same, no. um, where it's just dead. Uh, and it's really scary. So that, thankfully, I've kind of gotten over that in the past four years. Um what do, what do you do to keep yourself sane when those lows hit, when you're like, all right, well, nobody's I mean, calling? I'm always very proactive on whenever work starts to get slow, I start cleaning things up. You know, I spend more time up, updating my website. I make a list of all the companies I want to work with. I reanalyze yeah. all the projects I've done. What are the new projects I want to work on? Who do I want to work for? And start stalking people for their contacts, start outreaching um, and following up. And like everything is whole structured. Everything is like is active. I, I try to make sure I'm never staying idle and waiting around for people to call me. Um, but as of, you know, maybe a year ago, well, maybe like two, three years ago, things started to get really, really busy. Um, and although, you know, I'm blessed to be able to wear a lot of different types of hats, it just became like I was way past my threshold in terms of mm. capabilities mental ability, like bandwidth, just bandwidth is the best word for it. Yeah. So I had to hire my first W-2, which has been great. Um, you know, and Kelly, she was the one that kind of set everything up. So she handles all of the yeah. communications. I used to spend so much of my time trying to schedule calls with each person that I have to and figure out time zones. And it just would take up so much time and like little things like ops related stuff within the company. So it's been nice to be able to have her. So that was like a really big you have to be pushed past your bandwidth or your threshold in order to realize, hey, here's what we need. It we need here are the changes needed, additions needed, um, in order to adapt. So, uh, I'd say that was like the next big thing. I'm not feeling too panicked right now with everything here. I think it's just pivoting, and so far so good. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, um, and I think it's good to identify those things that are getting in the way of you doing what you really want to be doing. Right. And being willing to ask for or hire someone to help you. So that's like being able to, I think a lot of people power through that as much as they can. And, you know, it's great to learn all those skills, but at a certain point, it's nice to, to hand that off and, and do what you love doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything that you're struggling with right now? Um, am I struggling with anything? Let me see. Uh, Besides being an extrovert stuck at home? Oh, 
that was that was really hard when I first moved here. I was like definitely depressed for a while too because I'm so used to like being around people and talking to people and getting my energy and joy from being uh-huh. outside and talk walking. Walking's huge. Last week I was feeling very um, like a bit of cabin fever in terms of just walking, but. Um, you know, I'm always just like trying to fi- figure out solutions. So definitely all of the online like workouts have been keeping my body moving, keeping me sane. Yeah. I feel like I've been moving more since like since being inside. Yeah. Um, but anything I'm struggling with, I think at the end of the day, it's really just, I mean, just financially, you know, like I, I know I'm OK for now, but what about the months to come? What kind of strategies can I put in place right now for my business? my illustration business and all the other stuff that I'm working on, is there anything I can be pitching? Um, so doing a lot of that type of work at this point in time, um, not a huge struggle. It's just yeah. getting down to focus and doing it. Well, it so. seems like you, you've done a great job of not putting all your eggs in one basket too. Like you have all, like so you, you do illustration, which is great. But then you also do, you have an agency, uh, yeah. you have a magazine, you have like, what are all the other things that you're keeping your, yourself busy with? Um, so there's that, uh, I mean, I, I, and just in terms of like going back to like skill sets, right? Like illustration, graphic design, like local branding stuff. I can do web design, um, uh, public speaking, which has been good. So I've been pitching a lot of stuff, whether we can do like webinars or workshops for people. And I do online Mm -hmm. teaching, um, and just working on different curriculum for it. And, uh, you know, we have Undo. We're still trying to work on the magazine. We're working on the podcast um, in that community. And that programming is still running. I also started a, um, uh, well, that's the startup we were fundraising for. It's called Common Ace. It's essentially Mm -hmm. a tech aggregator platform. So it's think your kayak for flights, but uh, Common Ace is for women's sneakers. Because right now for women, it's really hard for us to shop online and most of the web, you have to have like 12 different tabs open. Um, you can't really find things in your size. You have to do this math, yeah. conversions. and uh, it's, a whole, it's a whole thing. It's a whole hunt. Yeah. Um, and so it's your classic for us, by us um, platform that we're working on right now. And the design is, and development is in progress. Um, we, were, we, were in the pro- we were launching as an affiliate-based program. So like, like a website. So you'd come, you see, click it, and then it routes you somewhere else. Right. Um, what we were raising for is to create a single one-stop shop. So that's all in progress, process, progress right now. Um, yeah. And thankfully, it's not a business that would completely tank because of our current situation. We can still exist. We can still, um, you know, I have to work on the marketing strategy for that today. So it's good, you know, like... Staying busy. <laughs> and, and what do you think that was like the motivation of all of these different outlets? Is it just following your curiosity or is it opportunity or what, like how did those all come about? Yeah, I think it um, it's pretty organic. It's definitely like a lot of passion and interest and organic passion, and organic interest. Um, you know, I've had a lot of ideas being pitched and thrown at me this week and I'm just like, I'm not into it. So I'm just going to say no. It's your classic, like, you know, I learned from, like, doing random graphic design jobs where I'm like, I really don't want to do this. I hate this. The Mm -hmm. client's annoying. And it just becomes a complete shit show, right? And just exercising your own boundaries and becoming self-aware of that. Um, You know, and I know that there's a lot of great ideas. And and it's it's just not for me. You know, I don't know. Someone, someone, there's just a bunch of, like, random, like, oh, supporting community stuff uh, that were not just that weren't necessarily in line with what I wanted. Um, 
And so, yeah, it's just, again, being self-aware, being grounded with what you want, what your ideas are, what your skills are. Um, and, you know, I don't ever commit myself. I try my best to not yeah. commit myself to anything uh, that I don't plan on finishing. So yeah. if I'm going to start a business, if I'm going to be a part of a business, um, I want to make sure that I'm in it for at least like five years plus mm-hmm. and... I'm just committed like that. And yeah. if I don't really see that, my my value being um, in addition to that idea and, and, you know, me being able to champion whatever that business is, then there's not, maybe not for me, maybe there's someone else. So, yeah, yeah. exactly. And you probably know some people that yeah. could help out. Yeah, yeah exactly. And like, yeah, with a lot of jobs, you know, a lot of times I'll say no to things, but I don't just tell the client, no, bye, sorry. Um, a lot of times I'll be like, hey, it's not really for me, but here's a couple names. Yeah, so. and people, and that goes such a long way too. Yeah, I think a lot of people try to hoard their opportunities, and it's like, no, yeah, it's just a, a it always thing. comes back to you. Yeah, yeah, it's so weird. I mean, the only reason why I've been able to do a lot of the work that I do and and you know get accomplish so much is because other people have referred me. Hello, like that's how this stuff works. Yeah. So yeah, it's like make sure we're paying it forward. I mean, um, yesterday, yesterday Monday morning, I got this email that really annoyed me. Uh, it was, I don't know if you guys saw it was on my Insta stories, but, um, someone had, Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah. yeah, They reached out to me. This was the second time they reached out to me with like zero budget. And I was just so fed up with it because I'm trying to scrap my whatever money to make a GoFundMe donation to this restaurant. I like, you know what I mean? And it's like, for you to tell me there's zero budget versus, Hey, we have no money. How much is your rate? Okay. We can't afford that, but we can give you $500 $500 or right. $1,500. Like, I know you guys have something. Something, something, right. And in this climate, more than ever, to just expect whatever, I was just like, I don't think I don't think you really understand what your dollar means to small businesses. So let me break it down for you. Mm-hmm. And, and you did. It was, <laughs> sure a, yeah, it was a great post. I sure well, I think did. it's like you don't want people like exploiting talent right now because it's no. just like, it's fucked, you know? So I think it's like, yeah, if you, and it, yeah, you might not have a lot of budget and you might just have a little and people can decide if it's worth it for them, but at least offer them something, you know, yeah. so it's not not nothing, you know. So um, is it, my next question is, is there, is there anything that people get wrong about you or about your work? Thankfully not. Um, I feel like a big part of my work since day one has always been, hey, let your work speak for itself, right? Mm-hmm. In this day and age where... Uh, your identity has a lot to do with everything, right? Um, I don't really let that kind of be the lead as far as um, what dictates my work, what spaces I'm in. So, um, you know, even just like the whole like female thing or being a person of color or being Asian, like blah, 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 like all this stuff, like, yeah, yeah, like I get it, yes. But like, I don't let that kind of speak to what my work is and how my work presents itself. Um, like even even today, I mean, I'm going to promote it this week, but uh, I'm working with Tops, the baseball cards company. We're oh, awesome. On like a series of really cool cards. And um, there's 20 different artists and we're all making 20 cards each. And I was looking at the lineup, which was awesome. They had like a really, really cool list of um, artists and, and prominent people. And 
I started Googling everyone because I was just curious, but I think I might be the only girl or one of the very few females that are on this. But it's fine. I mean, it's baseball cards. But at the same time, there's a lot of female illustrators out there that are, that are amazing. Uh-huh. So that are into sports. It's fine. It's, it's, um, it's great to be in that position. Um, a lot of it is uh, a great opportunity for me to just be able to speak on my work, speak on behalf of the community, whether it's the Asian community or artist community or female, whatever the hell. Um, yeah. yeah, it's just, it's just, we're all human at the end of the day, right? And, and what better example than the coronavirus to really showcase that at the end of the day, we're all in this together, all of us. Yeah. And the cycle, you know, if you were to do the math, right, you're like, okay, well, the restaurant can't stay open because there's no customers and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, if if the landlord was able to give relief for rent for the business to just be like, hey, we get it. We won't take any rent from you until this is over and you don't have to pay us back. Yeah. What a huge difference that would make for the business itself to stick around versus yeah. the other side if they're like, hey, we, we still need our rent. Because at the end of the day, like land, land uh, rent, rent landlords and whatever, yeah. they make their money off of that as well. So they might yeah. be living off of it. So it's a very cyclical situation. Um, and yeah, like uh, I, this might be slightly off topic of the question, but yeah, one okay. thing I've been proactive on since the first day of quarantine for me was last Monday, but like I've been very proactive on just where every dollar goes. So mm. like I make my own coffee at home. We make our own cold brew. So can I buy coffee beans from, you know, my friend's Brooklyn roastery company that she started or, yeah. you know, my other friend's company whose husband has a coffee shop here in LA, but unfortunately they're closed. They're struggling. Maybe just buy beans from them. Might be a little bit more money. Might have yeah. to pay for shipping, but that's, a lot, you know, that's really helpful. Now my struggle has been finding out which places are still open and trying to reach out to them on their Instagram and say like, hey, you know, are you still serving? Can I get wings from you? So my buddies and I can all get wings and do a hangout or whatever it is. And just finding those spaces that are open to be able to support. But it's like, it's even like, I went and got pizza the other day. Like we had food here, but it's like, all right, let's try to support folks and we ordered a pizza and give them like a $10 tip. And they were just like ecstatic and so appreciative. And it's like, yeah, that's only a few bucks more than you you normally would have, but it was just like, it makes such a difference and you can't underestimate how much, how much of a difference that is making, especially right now. What, no, this is a, a heavy one. What is your biggest fear? Oh, um, I mean, I would say for the longest time it was like failure, mm-hmm. but I think I've gotten past that, you know, maybe it's just like maturity over time. Um, you just, I think the self-awareness and growth in the past few years have been really helpful. Just being aware of what I'm capable of, what I can do, what I'll continue to learn if I need to, mm-hmm. um, has really reduced that. And knowing you have an ability to do that. So like, yeah. Yeah, whatever you need to learn, you, know, you can figure that. it out. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm becoming more and more aware of my abilities. Um, last year, what I was trying to do was bit by bit, um, and then the work got really crazy, so then everything got derailed. But I was trying to, as I became more aware of my strengths, I became more aware of my weaknesses. So I was trying to put more time and energy into strengthening my weaknesses. Mm-hmm. So little things like, for example, um, I've, I'm really bad at math and I'm really bad at reading and also writing. And <laughs> I'm better at talking and drawing, clearly. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so what I, what I decided to do was I took a reading course 
So it was a course on, on reading because, you know, if you think about it, most of us plateau in terms of our reading, right? We're taught how to read and all of a sudden here's all these textbooks, figure it out. And for someone like myself, kind of not paying attention, drawing, busy talking, blah, blah, blah. So like yeah. my reading attention span and ability and self-dialogue has always been like, oh, I'm not good at this. And so I started to take this class, which was really helpful. I learned all these techniques. I became more confident. I was able to start reading more confidently, you know, all these books that I buy about marketing and business and strategy and stuff like that. And it was great, you know, and like opened up this world for me. So it's like, it was being conscious of, of working on myself in that extent and then work out really crazy. So I'm kind of slowly dialing back into it. Yeah, that, that's inspiring me because I, I feel like I'm a, a, I was an early reader, but a slow reader just because I read every word, like I say every word in my yeah, head. That was one big thing I did as well that the, the class taught me not to do. It's called, so the guy's name is Jim Quick. Yeah, yeah I, I just saw him speak like two weeks ago. Oh, so, yeah, he was great. And I have a very short attention span and I love his podcast because they're only 15 minutes. Oh, nice. Um, but he teaches a, a reading class and he also teaches a memory class as well. So we did a barter because he had reached out to me for some t-shirt graphics and I was like, well, can I just take your class? And so oh, that's great. I saw him do like a little 30 minute talk and about all of the limitations we have in our heads about the things we're not good at. And I was just like reading and he mentioned the reading thing. I was like, oh my God, I need, yeah, I need to learn that. Yeah, it's easy. I think a lot of people go and ignore their weaknesses. Like, all right, I'm just going to double down on my strengths and focus on my strengths. But I think like... What's that? That's not healthy for your brain. Because you want to... It's like if you're really good at Sudoku and you just keep doing Sudoku, you're not going to expand your mind and de- and literally develop new neuro, neuro, neurons and, neuro, and strengthen those neurotransmitters within your brain. Right. So now, now I want to I want to dive into his podcast now, and I'm going to link that too because I'm sure people will get a lot out of that. Um, are there any ways that you self sabotage? Um, no, no, I don't do that. That's not within my my behavioral patterns. That, that's good. I'm, I'm I'm procrastinator, so I'm always curious if other people have. I procrastinate. I definitely procrastinate. I think for many years I was like slightly in denial of that, but. I do it. Yeah. But I think that awareness and comfort, and again, it's the internal dialogues that we have with ourselves. It's like, because I would always tell myself, I'm not good at reading. I'm not a good reader. It became, you know, like whenever I tried to sit down to read, it was like, oh, I can't do this. The lighting's wrong. Um, my back hurts. It's, I'm not in a good seat, right? Uh-huh. Um, and then procrastination always became this negative, had this negative connotation for a big part of our lives. And if you just recognize procrastination as something you do, but don't give it that layer of that negativity, then it's just part of your creative process. Mm-hmm. And it's not a bad thing. It doesn't have to be a bad thing. If that's just how you work, that's just how you work. It's not this horrible monster we have to avoid. Yeah, it, for me, it's always just uh, fabricating short deadlines. Yeah. <laughs> so if I have a really long one, I do really well with a short deadline. And it's like, okay, cool, that's just how I work. Someone else described procrastination to me as... Uh, just an indicator of the things you don't really enjoy doing or want to do um, and using that as a bit of a litmus test. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm putting this thing off because I really don't want to do it. Maybe I should hire someone to help me do that. Right. Uh, Which was really helpful. A few more questions here. Uh, Do you have any regrets? Um, 
don't usually live with any regrets, but the beginning of the year was really good. And I was working myself like a fucking maniac where I was like flying everywhere. Yeah, I was flying everywhere and working on, on existing projects and taking on new projects, which is super chaotic. So, you know, I felt some type of way and I was like, you know, I work so hard. I deserve this and blah, blah, blah. So I got a car. So I, I got myself a Tesla. Oh, awesome. But guess what, what it's doing now? Sitting inside the garage. Uh-huh. And you know, it's a big chunk of money, which I'm just like, fuck. But I do love the car very much. So, you know. It lives up to the hype, I've heard. I, it, it really does. Everyone's like, oh my God, I love my Tesla. I don't know why anyone would ever drive anything else. And then I got one. And it's great. But, um, you know, I'm also like, hey, all things happen for a reason. Don't stress it out. Like, just, I was at first, I was like, maybe I should see if I can return this or something. And I was like, ah. I mean, you know what I mean? And the timing really was just not ideal. Not, not ideal. The one time I gave myself permission to just... It, that that's really what yeah. what it was. It was like you know what I work really hard. I deserve this, and I'm gonna do this for myself. And then coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> so. But the thing is, like, uh, you needed that, and you needed that permission. I needed permission. that, and it's like it'll be there for a, a few weeks or a month, and then it'll be fine, and you'll enjoy it. You know, and yeah. you probably enjoy it even more. I think that's yeah. going to be a great thing after all this. I think we're all going to enjoy. Yeah. Like we're reprioritizing a lot of things. And like, oh, there's a lot of things we're really going to enjoy after this. What I'm worried about, but what I've been mulling over is that chunk of money that could be in my bank account still. Yeah. And I'm just like, I could have uh-huh. waited. I could have waited. But whatever. Everything everything happens for a reason. But yeah, that would be the one thing I'd be slightly regret. I feel bad. There's a bar that opened uh, on the block of our office like two weeks ago. And I was I like, no, no. Yeah. See if you can get a keg for your house or your place. See if you can buy a keg. Yeah, well, they let, they let you, uh, they're, they're selling cocktails now uh, and you can get them delivered. So I feel like I should do that for our happy hour on Friday. We're doing a virtual happy hour with the community on Friday. Nice. I'll send you the info for that. Uh, a couple more questions. Uh, is there anyone who makes you jealous? No. I mean, obviously everyone has that feeling where they go on Instagram and they scroll through things and they're like, ah, fuck, blah, blah, blah. Um, But, you know, I'm pretty good at like kind of catching myself in that moment where I'm like, I'm fine, you know? And and I've always been someone who's been pretty, like, pretty grounded. Like, uh, you know, I was raised Christian. So a lot of the things that are happening now, if you're someone who's religious and lives by a certain type of faith, like... A lot of this is already written, so we're kind of prepared with these things. Um, but it's it's just funny how all of us have to realign with our essentials, what's important, having a roof over our heads, water and food, yeah. and maybe internet. And like that, but, but the, the main three, that's all we really need. And if you can live and be, you know, when I was talking about like finding your own balance and your own, wherever that peace line is for you, if you can always live by there, then everything else is like constant cherries on top, right? Mm-hmm. Like the cool uh, materialistic things that we have are all such a huge blessing and privilege, right? Me having this car, amazing. Does it matter right now? No, but, you know, I still have it. And like, yeah, if you can live in that that place to be conscious of everything else is just an addition to that joy, 
then it's it's pretty nice. That's a really nice way of looking at it. It's a very mature way of looking at it too, because it's not you're not looking for these things to fill a fill a hole. It's right. like everything everything is good, and then this is all just cherries on top. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. All, all of it. Oh, that's great. Is there uh, anything that you haven't gotten to do yet that you really would love to do? Like a, a medium well, or a project? We were or... supposed to go on this family cross-country trip. So we have two dogs and my um, in-laws, they bought a trailer, like an RV. Yeah. So we were supposed to um, go cross-country from the West Coast to the East Coast. So we were going to do like Grand Canyon and like the oh, South nice. and all this stuff and go through D.C. and... Disney World. I've never been to really? a lot of those places. I'm very like yeah. New York. Like yeah, yeah. New York. Have and you ever seen that famous New Yorker poster? I forgot who drew it. Maybe it was like... Oh, it's like the rest of the world? Yeah, it was the rest of the world. Yeah, yeah, so it's like New York, Los Angeles, China, and then, and then like it's just like the rest of the world. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I really wanted to have that opportunity because... Um, you know, the beginning of the year was so crazy. I was just going to work really hard, make my money now, and like just force myself to take a break afterwards. So and and go on this trip. So when was that supposed to happen? When uh, yeah. end of end of April into mid May. It's just got to shift a little bit. Yeah. Maybe 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 not. Maybe maybe. Yeah. It's gonna it's gonna be great. I've done the past two years. I've done road trips with my dad. A one week road trip, and it's just like now every year I'm like we got to do one. Yeah. And just like to have that time with your your family is uh, is pretty awesome. Yeah, and they're great. And we have two dogs, and it's nice to just have them on the trip with us. I I mean, I'm from New York, so I've never experienced trailer life before. But the moment I stepped into yeah. it, I was like, "This is fucking amazing! Why doesn't everyone just live in here?" I was like, "This is like a New York studio. Why would we uh-huh. need anything else?" If if not bigger, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's amazing. Uh, what's been your proudest moment? Um. I'd say the car thing was like really big yeah. and really recent, right? Because yeah. I, I had a really, I think, you know, also like being a child of immigrants and stuff, like my parents are really cheap. Like we recycle paper. I literally have a pile. My husband doesn't like to recycle or like reuse paper towels. I've been stealing them from the kitchen and putting them over there. Cause what do you mean reuse? They're not dirty. It's like, it's like they've got a little sauce on them. Yeah, a little sauce. Dry your hands after you washed it. You can still reuse that, you know? There was, like, this meme that came out that he, like, throws everything out. And I'm like, oh, my God. So, you know, like, I grew up with this environment where, like, you know, even my dad, if I if I ever used the ATM and I got charged $2, I would hear it for an entire month. Like, that was the kind of environment I grew up in. So, like, for me to really shell out all this money for a freaking Tesla car was, like, a big, big big deal for me as a person in my adulthood in my career like that was like a big mark for me so it felt really good at the time still feels That's great awesome. if I just yeah. if I just you know focus on the good in it it, it, it it's nice That's good. well and I think there's probably a lot of the thriftiness that you learned growing up oh, uh, yeah, it yeah. made it possible to actually get that now uh, yeah yeah that's great uh, how would, uh, what would Sophia for five years ago think of Sophia today? Oh my gosh, great job. You did it. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, what, what is success to you? Um, 
It's funny because I got asked this question. I was doing an interview with StockX. God knows if it's ever going to come out, but mm. it was right when I got my car. And I actually started crying during the interview because I was so emotional about the car thing. I think it's the symbol of what it is. So, I and, and that's why when you asked, I think you had asked me earlier, um, what did you ask me? You were like, wasn't something related to success? Where like, if you know you've made it, yeah. Right. That was like, again, just such a big pivotal moment for me, yeah. what it symbolizes, what it represents. Also, just me working myself like a fucking horse for the past two, two months, two and a half months past yeah. like year, two years have been just complete chaos, you know, um, yeah. and just going with it the best I can. Uh, but yeah, so it was I think success is like that, that one, that one grail maybe you've had for really, and, and grails will continue to change, right? It might be, oh, let yeah. me buy a house or let me buy this, whatever. Um, and I think it's like, that is like the trophy that I have right now that really shape. I think it's a, it's a 10 year trophy for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, yeah, it's a, it's definitely a, it's a trophy and it's a thing that you can go, Hey, I've worked this hard and it's culminated into this thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that you earned, which yeah. is great. Yeah. I also love that. Like I, I love in your bio at the end of your bio, it says Sophia is a creative engine that lives to propel her friends and clients to greatness. Um, and I think that's such a, to be selfless in what we do, which, you know, I, I, we, I feel fortunate. I've met a lot of people that way, but I, I don't think everyone's that way. Um, and I think that's just like a really admirable quality of someone who's like trying to lift up their friends and, you know. Yeah. I think it's just a, I mean, I've always, I mean, it's very applicable now more than ever, but like, you know, it's always been like an ecosystem for me, right? We all work collectively. If you look at an advertising company, um, there's there's the copywriter that works with the art director that works with the blah, blah, blah. And it's a whole team of people that make this thing happen. And not to get super, you know, religious, but there is a Bible, Bible verse that's, mm-hmm. um, well, there's two, they're kind of together, but like there's one on spiritual gifts. It's all about gifts and strengths that each person has on their own. So like a project, hopefully a good project manager, you know, works really well with the client and the art team and the ad team and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like one sector. Sector, And then there's another passage in the Bible that's like, uh, what is it called? It's like the, it's called the body of Christ, right? It's very mm-hmm. symbolic, but it's basically the head can't do the hands job. The feet can't do the eyeballs job. Mm-hmm. We all have these gifts and these jobs and these roles, but we're all here to work together cohesively. And the whole point of the passage was like how, uh, uh, how to build a church, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone has different roles. One person cleans, one person drives, one person preaches, blah, blah, blah. But in the same way, you can apply it in a workplace. You can apply it in a family. You can apply it in a community in terms of our roles and picking up in, in areas where others may slack or lack or slack mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That, that, you know, we might be easy for us. So how can we all cohesively work together? And in the same way, like, you know, I might lack in certain areas, but this person can help me and so forth. And so if you're thinking of a village, if you're thinking of a community, if you're thinking of a family, an ecosystem of, of creatives or humanity as a whole, it's kind of, and that's why in the Bible, it's already written, guys. All of it is already in there. <laughs> but yeah, that's always been like a big, uh, like it's not always 
purely religious for me, but it's just, it's always kind of shaped my thinking um, and how I approach the community as a whole. And probably because I'm an extrovert, it makes everything a lot easier. Yeah, for sure. And and I think that's a, that's kind of a beautiful way to end this because it's, you know, we live by uh, working on working. We have this internally, this quote that my dad always told me, which is, is help enough other people get what they want and you'll always get what you want. Um, but there's just something really nice to be in service of others and to be able to help uplift others. And I think it takes, you know, when you can get to that point and you can be that type of person, it really just, it's so fulfilling and it goes such a long way. And it's just nice to come across other people who value that as well. Yeah. And do it in a way where like, don't expect anything back either. Like I connect people for work all the time, but it's also because I've been connected to a bunch of jobs all the time. Um, and it became just natural for me. And so I'll, I'll never really, unfortunately, be able to understand what it's like for people who try to hoard all the projects for themselves. Like that doesn't sound very efficient ever, um, but yeah. And it's so much more fun. It's it's more fun to collaborate and it's also more fun to see other people succeed as well. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's nice when you can do that for your community. Exactly. Yeah, well, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much, Sophia. Yeah, my pleasure. Uh, you know, I pre- appreciate making the time amongst uh, messing up your apartment uh, for your husband to, you know, chase she you around. Was, and- like doing all the dishes, like all the pots and pans. I was like, what the fuck are you doing right now? <laughs> but you know, you got, you got, shit's got to get done. You know, it's. You- Sophia, thanks so much for joining us from your your home and thanks to Ryan for getting those dishes done we really appreciate that man uh, there are a ton of helpful resources that Sophia mentioned in the episode that I'm including in the show notes so check those out also please subscribe rate and review over shares the way other people can discover us by helping us jump up in the rankings and if you heard anything in here that was really helpful and you think it would help someone else right now please share it with them directly I'm sure they'd really appreciate it uh, thanks also to our audio engineer and editor Jesse Peterson and the team at Second Child in New York City Thanks to our producer, Moira Spahich. Also thanks to Eugene Ong and Gabby D'Amato on the Working Not Working team for our Overshare branding and the collages you can find on our Instagram and Twitter at Overshare Talks. And our theme song is Let It Grow by Caleb Grow. Now, if you are creative or you are someone who hires incredible creatives, please join us at workingnotworking.com. We are a curated community of the best creatives in the universe. That's not hyperbole. Uh, companies like Apple, Google, Airbnb, Droga 5, Widening Kennedy, use Working Not Working to hire for full-time and freelance roles. And if you got some roles, put them on Working Not Working. We've got a bunch of creatives who are eager to help you out. Uh, look at this. we got planes and we got construction in the background. This is what, this is what fresh air gets you. Um, also, if you want to participate in any of the events we're doing almost daily on uh, either Instagram or on Zoom Hangouts, uh, join us at workingnotworking.com as well. And that is it for our episode. Please do not touch your face. Also, take a minute right now to reach out to someone, let them know you're thinking about them, and check in and see how they're doing. We're going to get through this. We just got to get through it together. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.